you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. When we initially recorded this episode, we were not aware of the history of the term master bedroom. But as we have researched and learned more about its origins, we felt it was important to change how we refer to the main bedroom in the home. We made a change at Alice Lane and now refer to the master bedroom as the primary bedroom. We're not able to re-record this episode in time for the release, but felt the information is valuable and a great opportunity for us to share with our listeners what we have learned. As we actively learn and adjust our behaviors and terminology to support both Black Lives Matter movement and being more inclusive in our design terminology, we invite you to do the same. Thank you for continuing to listen to Dear Alice and for learning alongside us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dear Alice. We are going to be talking about the master bedroom today. Aww. This is the <laughs> angel singing. <laughs> Thanks, Sue. Yeah, it's the place you finally get to retreat at the end of the long day with kids and everything. And we want you to pay attention to this space. It's very, very important. Yes, it's for so, you. Yep. Yeah, I find that everybody wants to invest in all the other spaces in the house before they invest in themselves, like true parents. And so now it's just selfless. Yeah. You're so selfless. You are selfless. But now we're going to give you permission to give up that bar stool you've been using as a nightstand. (laughs) And that Tupperware boxes on your husband's side. That are turned upside down (laughs) to be a surface for his nightstand. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) It's now time to get proper nightstands. And we're going to tell you how to do it. We're so excited for you. We are. So turn a leaf today. Yes, we are. And you deserve it. It's, it is a personal luxury. And I think investing in our sleep is well worth it. And being able to sleep perfectly is, mm-hmm. is such a gift to yourself. And really, it's a space you spend the majority of your time, like aside from like work or driving kids to school and soccer practices and all the things. Mm-hmm. This is where we spend the most hours of the day is in our bedroom. So Because anyway. we're asleep. Because we're asleep. And that should be eight hours. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. (laughs) Eight hours. (laughs) The first question comes from KP Chassis. This is um, Kimberly. She wants to know, how do I choose master bedroom tables and dressers without being too matchy? This is a great question. We, um, We often ask ourselves this same thing without saying it out loud. We're definitely more of a collected look, and we don't want it to feel like we bought a bedroom set mm-hmm. from Costco and brought it home, and the dressers match the nightstands and the bed. And they're all the same finish. <laughs> You're curated. You're interesting. Yes. Let's show you off. <laughs> yes, totally. But how to do it without making it look like a garage sale is always the question, right? Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I think one of the things that we look at initially with a client is, just what storage needs do they need, right? Mm-hmm. Like just figure out the function of it first. If they're like, oh, my husband has like a million books mm-hmm. that are always stacked up by his bed. I need somewhere to corral all of his stuff. He has eyeglasses. He has a carafe with his water and all these things. Then we know that we need to give him a really solid like chest of drawers and spots that he can store his stuff mm-hmm. and feel like he's taken care of. And then... You know, same thing with like her side. She's like, actually, I want it to be really clean and edited. And so we might do something a little bit more open there. Um, so we'll look at just like the function of everything. And we'll look at obviously the whole space too and be like, gosh, there's so many corners. 
we need to get a round mm-hmm. here. And so we might introduce a round table for her and maybe it doesn't have any storage, but we have like a little Ottoman tech next to it. So just depending on your function, like think about that first. Like if you both have stuff you need to store, we'd probably do two matching chests mm-hmm. on each side. Yeah. if Especially if you live in a small house that doesn't have great storage. Today, I find that the homes we build have great big closets and there's storage rooms and all sorts of places, built-ins to hide our book collections or display, I should say, our book collections. But if you live in a small home that doesn't have these things and your nightstands really could be chests that have three drawers in them where you could really stack a lot of your personal items um, because you're probably in need of storage. So kind of assess what it is that you think that you need. Um, And we really believe in going bigger than you think on those nightstands. Most little nightstands people are going to offer are going to be, I don't know, 18, 22 inches. Maybe 24. Maybe, yeah, yeah, wide. And we love using a chest. So think of a dresser as the nightstand. This is a trick that uh, we learned from Ralph Lauren. If you look at a lot of his ads for bedroom, you'll see him use a 48 inch round dining table as a nightstand. And that is mind blowing. And it feels so generous and opulent. And you too can live like Ralph Lauren's (laughs) ads if you just use great big surfaces on each side of your bed. And so we always, um, we always maximize that size of the table against how much negative space is left after you put the bed in. And depending on the size of the room, we're going to really maximize that. Yeah. And on the side size of like the chest, nightstand, whatever you want to call it, if you can be like anywhere, like minimum of 36 wide to, you know, to 48, Mm -hmm. you know, 48 inch chest is really gracious. Yeah. Yeah. And with a chest, you get a little higher surface Um, It's not so close to the ground. And that's really, really easy to use as you're laying down to have something that's just like easy just to put anything down and to have plenty of space next to you. Yeah. Unless you're like a long, like a low platform bed, like, and that's your style, then you'll obviously have a coordinating nightstand that's also shorter, but typical height for a good nightstand is like minimum of, of 28 inches high, you know, too. And then a chest is usually like 32 to 34. So And that'll sit with a a little bit more mature, proud bed. Yeah. You know, so that you're not like going low to grab your book or set your phone down. Yeah. What if, what if you're going to do like a table on one side, chest on the other? Mm -hmm. How do you, like, do you want to do like, like stains on both of those? So like keep them both dark or both light? However, like, how would you approach that? Mm, That's a really good question. I think the, the image in my head is, that the dresser is is dark. I mean, we've been we've been starting to see this coming back again because traditional is what's trending, and so in, even in the store, whenever we put like burl wood um, nightstands next to a white bed, I'm like, that is so handsome and so luxurious, rich. and yeah. it looks rich, way richer yep. than white mm-hmm. nightstands next to a white bed. Mm-hmm. So I'm picturing more of a darker, um, like coffee stained or a walnut nightstand. That's a chest. And then next to that on her side of the bed is a round um, table that has a marble top and maybe it's a black iron, you know, base. So it's very, um, feels like an estate, you know, kind of a feel. So they're actually not the same finish, but they're both, they both have depth. The black iron does. And so does the dark burled wood. Um, so we're not putting like a white nightstand with a dark nightstand. You want them to have similar values. I feel like, so they both have the depth, but her marble top 
is what's going to give it a lightness and, and her side can feel a little bit more feminine with the dressings and, and the decor that you put on top of hers while his can remain really handsome. Yep. And just with, with that scenario, what would you do for the dresser? Oh, that's, that's a wonderful question, Sue. <laughs> um, you know, I would probably, gosh, that's a great question. I'm picturing something with some depth as well. And I, one of the, one of the things that happened with our, um, Oh, all of our it's staff at Alice Lane, we did a parade home a couple of years ago called Tiger Oak. Mm-hmm. And um, it was taken off of like old Hoosier cabinets. And a lot of our parents have this antique dresser that's made out of Tiger Oak. My mom does. Like your mom has stuff out of Tiger Oak. And so a lot of our people started looking at the classified ads and looking for old um, Tiger Oak dressers. And that's what they're using as nightstands. And um, they just look so sophisticated next to their light colored beds. And they look like great collectors. So um, it's interesting. Like my TV, I don't know if you guys have TVs in your bedroom. I don't have a dresser, but I do have a TV in built-ins. And that matches my walls so that it just goes away. Yeah. You know, Um, because I don't necessarily need more interest or more contrast in my bedroom. But that's what my instincts were kind of saying. Like, even though we go... we. You could go do something dark on your dresser yeah. or you could do something that just kind of bleeds with your wall yes. a little bit that's painted yeah, and just kind of is a little bit more quiet so that your bed and that view can be the hero. Totally. The yeah. That's great. And I think today we've, um, in newer build homes, it seems that the architect is putting the closets just off the master bathroom so that after you take a shower, you can go into your closet and fully get dressed where in the olden days we would come out of the bathroom into the bedroom, go through the drawers to look for our undergarments and, and clothing to wear in those, or maybe it's split between the closets. So you're running into the closet to try and find clothing. So it's become very efficient in how we work. Now, if you have an older home or a smaller home with just a small closet, then you're still going to really need a dresser. So it just sort of depends on how you live. The dressers have become more extinct. Mm-hmm. Um, so in bedrooms, we're, we're not always doing a dresser anymore, which is fascinating. I know. Well, usually if it's a larger bedroom, you usually have some type of dresser or console or something because most people do want a TV, you know, mm-hmm. opposite the bed. Because how else are we going to binge watch our favorite shows? Yeah, so. or they have a fireplace in their room. Yes, gorgeous. You know, you. and they put a, <laughs> and the, I mean, think of Rach Parcell's home yeah. or like Peggy Campbell or, you know what I mean? Think yep. through some of those bedrooms. They've, they've got a fireplace and they, they put their TV above them. Yep. So, yeah. And that definitely blends into the, into the scape of the room. Yep. And one thing too, we'll just mention, I know this wasn't part of the question, but I think it's important to say is that a lot of times architects will point the bed, they'll put it on a wall that faces the window, Mm. Um, but then you end up walking usually into the side of a bed and you don't usually have enough room for your nightstands or very little room, and so you end up with like short, squatty, you know, immature nightstands. So what we usually do in that case, when you walk into a bedroom, you kind of want to see the bed. You want to see like the main the main event. And so headboard. think, think about it as like a magazine shot. When you walk into any room, you want to know what the function is and you want to have that magazine shot. Mm -hmm. So again, you might, that means you might be floating your bed over a window and then you'll have a dreamy set of window treatments backing it up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a great point in the space planning of the room, just being able to get the most beautiful vantage point. So when you walk in that room, you're like, Oh, this is my room and it's beautiful. Yeah. You always want to walk into the footboard of the room and be able to see the headboard Mm -hmm. because the headboard is all the vibrato. You're going to have, 
you know, your big lofty pillows on those. You're going to have some height from your headboard and then something beautiful above the headboard, which will be like the crown jewel in the space. So that's, um, that is ideal for you walking into the space and really, I think, feeling like you did a successful job putting this room together. Yep. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit more about space planning. I loved, I love that we've broken it down to like where the bed sits Mm -hmm. and then on each side, we're generally going to do some sort of surface for um, him and her or her and her or him and him, um, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Um, And then we, you, we don't always match the nightstands. It just kind of depends. Some people love symmetry. If that's the case, you're going to love a matching set of chests Mm -hmm. on each side. Um, After you've got the tables figured out, one thing that is really imperative on top of that we've put swing arm lamps above nightstands before but it still feels like the surface needs something on it in most in like 95 percent of the cases we want a lamp on it and we want to use a 30 inch lamp something that's 30 inches tall at minimum yeah yeah definitely if you use those little tiny ones it just kind of shrinks the room yeah and it doesn't really do you any favors because you can't you know that light's not helping you read a book or, mm-hmm. you know, do some additional work that you need to hop on the laptop, whatever it is. Um, because it's just like, it's basically highlighting, highlighting the top of your nightstand, the phone that you set next to it, you know, yeah. it's not and, giving you what it's supposed to do. And maybe if you can see through the top of the lamp, then maybe you're just getting a light bulb in your eye. You know what I Bummer. mean? Cause you're <laughs> sitting up in bed and you're looking down on your lamp. You want your lamp to be more at eye level. So it's casting down on your book that you're reading and sort of illuminating your vision. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll usually, as far as the 30 inch or lamp, that'll usually be a little bit shorter than the headboards. So there's just like a natural graduation on heights, Mm -hmm. which I think is really pretty if you're looking at the whole composition. Definitely. So when you go lamp shopping, put that little tiny measuring tape in your purse and just true things up with that and make sure you're getting the right scale of lamp that is going to instantly make you look more generous. I'm going to tell you right now, target probably doesn't have a 30 inch tall lamp. So yeah. just maybe and if they do high five. Yeah. You won, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's harder than you think. Yeah. <laughs> most of your, um, most of your really budget friendly shops are going to give you small everything, really. Your nightstands are going to be more juvenile sized. Um, your lamps also really cute and petite for a kid's bedroom, but just not for your master bedroom that you're working on right now. They're going to be too small in scale. So 30 inches to top of the finial, right? Yep. Okay. Or yeah. shade if it doesn't. Shade. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's great. Thanks for clarifying yep. that, Corey. Okay, space planning. So we've got st- we've got nightstands. We've got really great big lamps. Mm-hmm. We've got a bed. Well, like like if you have a larger space that again kind of needs to make a room within a room, we'll likely do a rug. Mm-hmm. And so again, a rug is the rug scale. I think is really important in a bedroom because again, I think people most people think an eight by ten is a really large rug. You know, it has you know a decent high price point, and you're like, I don't need bigger. But if you have a king bed you need at least like a nine by 12 rug or a 10 by 14 rug, you know, to really feel gracious in the space. And we, people, we will do rugs on top of carpet. I'll yep. see that out. Lived with it and you try and take it out. You're like, oh yeah, no, it doesn't feel finished. Mm-hmm. Something's no. missing. Something really grounding is missing from this room. You know, everything starts to float without it. Yeah, you know, totally. it's not anchored. Yep. So, so yeah, great yeah. rug, nine by 10, 10 by 14. If you have the room for it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you also have room, a sitting area, 
So um, at the very least, if you have room, a settee at the foot of your bed or a little bench is a nice graduation so that you see the bench first and then the top of the bed. The eye somehow, it just loves to graduate heights. Yeah. So it feels really good. Also that bed at the end of, or the bench, um, sorry, the bench of the settee at the end is a really great place to um, pop your pillows when you're not using them and fold that duvet down if you're not using that. Changing your sheets and things so it just all doesn't collapse to the floor. Yeah, it's it's really a useful tool and it also looks really beautiful. Yep. Yeah, if you don't have room, um, in my room, I don't have room at the end of my bed for that, um, but I do have a sitting area to the side of my side of the bed and I've got a, a settee that's kind of rounded. And then um, I've just used a little leather bench as a coffee table in there and a chair. So it's just a small sitting area, but I've put it on top of a sheepskin just to give it some oomph and and make it look fluffy and inviting and dreamy because you're usually in bare feet or slippers in your master bedroom. And it's just really, um, it's just a soft place for your eye to fall. To be fair, we don't really sit in it, but it completes the room. Yeah. I mean, my teenagers will come, my teenagers will come flop on it from time to time and come in and talk to us if we're watching something in there, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, it just makes yeah. the room feel full and beautiful. And if you have young little kids, we always say, if you do have the room to do a, a you know, a full sofa or settee at the foot of your bed or on the side in a sitting area, it's great because then if you have a sick baby, they can come in and they don't have to like sleep with you yeah. in your bed. But you could just like make a little pallet for them on that little settee mm-hmm. so that they can still be near you. You can hear them cough, whatever. But it's just it's just a nice little little spot so that you're not inconvenienced in the middle of the night. Yeah, so. that's great. So that's sort of the space planning of the room. Um, one of the things that is always tricky to get right, besides just the furnishings, is um, what to put above the bed. Yeah. And I know this is a concern for a lot of people. We just had recent little earthquakes here in Utah and people are always like, not everybody, but a lot of people have a fear of like things falling off the top of the bed. And if, if that is your, you and you have a lot of earthquakes in your state and you're just, you don't want to do it, then maybe you do stuff over the nightstands Mm -hmm. and maybe not over the bed, but we love to do something over the bed. Again, like Jess said, it's a crown yeah, and that kind of pediment of the space that just kind of, that's the very tip top and something that gives really good focus to a space. Yeah. I love that. So you can, we would say do one thing, mm-hmm. um, or do an odd number of things, but for the most part, just to keep things restful, mm-hmm. we would just choose something beautiful and usually round. Mm-hmm. We like to have like a softer shape because your bed is a big square, um, with, you know, squares stacked on top of it, like mattresses and pillows and mm-hmm. all of that sort of thing. So just to sort of take the edge off. Uh, a round mirror is beautiful up there um, and just, you know, beautiful reflection. It can kind of reflect window light and it's, it's non-directional. And I think it's, it's also kind of a magical thing to have a mirror up there. Yep. So that's a really favorite, easy trick. Um, or if you have a beautiful little square painting, that's a really lovely thing. Uh, that's as what well, you have, Jess. yeah, I have a, a rectangular shaped painting above mine that's a gloppy oil, and I love it. We've also seen inside of the four poster bed when they do a little teeny tiny, like um, I don't know, maybe like eighteen by twelve little oil painting, like just really intimate and humble in there. And I, I think that, that little focus point is so so special. I love it. 
And that's a really good, we always talk about telling your story. If you do go, you know, back to the place that you guys, you guys had your honeymoon or, or go travel and have a really wonderful time. You pick up something from your travels yeah. that means something to you both. That's a great spot to put that because it just takes you back to that space. Yeah. So totally reignites the love. It does. There yeah. Pick up something on your honeymoon or if you've been married for a while on a, on a really great trip so that you guys can continue to go back there or a favorite place. Yeah. You know, a lot of couples have a favorite place and they could grab something from a local artist and, and always remember it, which is really, really great. Um, so some, just the right size thing. Uh, don't put like two things above yeah. your bed. That will look strange. Yeah. yeah. It's usually an odd number, but I, I, I can't think of a time where I wanted three of anything above it. I don't know. Actually, we've done, we've done crystals, crystals, which are really pretty yeah. framed. But yeah. those usually, I mean, have like a like silver champagne frame that just kind of bleeds into the wall. So it's a not like a hard mat. contrast. Yeah, true. You know, and a crystal obviously is dreamy and reflects light and loveliness. But um, don't put pictures. I don't think put pictures of your family above, above your, bed. your bed. Yeah. No offense to your family. They're beautiful. We'll find other spots for them. But mm. I don't know. It's just like, it's one too many items, <laughs> you know, when you are trying to rest to see that there's other spots in your bedroom to, to put those things. Yeah. Agreed. So. On scale. Like if you were going to do like an oval mirror, how big are you thinking? Like two, 30, 30, 30. inches. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 30 is a magic number. 30, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember I that. 30 for 30. Yeah. 30 yeah. For 30. Just like 30 inch, 30 inch lamps <laughs> and 30 inch round and Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, let's talk about bedding for a minute. Okay. Yes. Yes. I want to, at the very beginning when I started working for Jess Allison, we were a store in Orem, Utah. And when people would come in and ask for bedding, they're like, I'd be, I want to do my bed. And Jess would always say, well, let's, let's not talk top of bedding. Like, how do you sleep? Like, what are your sheets? Like, what, is, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And that was so that was such an impression on me. I'm like, that is so true. We always think about like the topical thing that people are going to see, but what is the thing that like touches our skin yeah. that we crawl into at the end of a day. And ever since then, I've been so passionate about sheets Yeah, and really paid attention to how I sleep, how my husband sleeps, how I want to live. Yeah. So we have favorite sheets. Yeah, we do. That we use. Um, we love linen sheets. We've talked about them on here before. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been loving the tinsel sheets. Yes. So yeah. We, we carry those from a company here locally mm-hmm. and they're amazing. And they just feel like silky dolphins just swimming around you. Yes. They are. Really nighttime. Are. They're so, they're so cool. In fact, I, I think they say they sleep four times cooler than cotton. Mm-hmm. And I think we all want that little cold spot in the bed. Mm-hmm. Our feet are always swimming around and trying to find it or we put our hand under the other pillow and, and we look for the cold spot and then we can go back to sleep again. So these are really lovely, cool. Um, they're not silk, but they have like a, a silky hand to them. They're made like from the bamboo. bamboo. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we love, love those. And we love them in white for the most part. All the beds in the store are made up in white. There's just crispness to it. And there's kind of a luxury after working, you know, a hard day of getting into cool white sheets yeah. That is just the most luxurious thing on the planet. <laughs> I have a funny story because this last year I was like, I got this like kind of greeny, that pretty, I'm going to call it hable green yeah. velvet bed. And I was just like, Ooh, I love the, you know, these saffrons and like mustards against it. And I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and try this. I've now I've always had white sheets, but I'm going to go and try a colored sheet. 
Oh, you anyway, didn't tell me this. It's because I didn't like it. I'm not oh. proud of it. <laughs> so I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put them in my basement for whoever gets to stay there. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, I put them on, and it was a big party foul. Such a party foul. Like, like I looked. I looked like a 70s pimp. Like, it was bad. I'm like, that color should remain on the pillows, like the accent pillows, not not on your sheets. Uh-huh. And anyway, white just, like, stays clean and lovely. Oh, and I hate story. these sheets, guys. Yeah. It was so tempting. I'm like, that's a rad color for sure on my sheets. No, don't do it. Just, like, just stay white. Stay white, yeah. Bleach them, all the things. There's so. really no reason not to. No. Unless, unless you're, like, three and you need little ballerinas on your sheets, then 100% you got to yeah, do that. For sure. Lightning yeah. queen. I get that. Yeah, and there's a fine. time and place. Yeah. Yep. I, I doubted like white sheets, but we've had them for a couple of years now and the tensile ones and yeah. they're amazing. And they do, they really like stay really clean. Like I'm super yeah. surprised. Yeah. So I believe they're moisture wicking too. Like it's so, yeah. They're so great. Yeah. They they really are. Yeah. Baby the best. Dolphins. Baby dolphins. <laughs> Baby dolphins. Yeah. yeah. We also love a white quilt. Um, yeah. We probably sell more white quilts with, uh, or like coverlets with the white sheets. And then we usually will get a little bit of interest in through a duvet or a little um, coverlet that we throw at the end of the bed or with our Euro shams. But really the white on white is the really best starting place. And then we um, build from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It keeps it clean. It's easy. You know, if you are like a pillow connoisseur and you have closets full of them, mm-hmm. you know who you are, you're probably listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, you can always switch out your pillows, but the white bedding will always like, regardless of the season, will feel right. Totally. It's your true north. True north. Yes. Yeah. Do that. Um, let's talk a little bit about getting the right scent for your room. Mm-hmm. I think your bedroom should have a certain smell. For sure. You know? And so when you yep. walk in, you just know that it's your space. Yep. And you light the candle or that diffuser's always going. Yeah. You know? And yeah. It, yeah. It's very... I don't know, psychological scent is very psychological. You know yeah. where you're at when you smell certain things. You know, you're mentioning you go into your mother's house and it has a certain smell. Mm-hmm. You go into your sister's house, it has a certain smell. Same thing with these spaces. Yeah. In your bedroom specifically. And we'll talk about styling nightstands here in a second, but having a candle that you can light at the end of the day is such a luxury. Yeah. And feeling that smell every time. Mm-hmm. So pretty. And you can even pop that candle inside of... Um, a, a cylinder type um, short vase. Mm-hmm. And if it's colored, the vase, it's even more magical because you can just see that little flicker through that mm-hmm. and it enlarges sort of the shape of the candle and diffuses the light. But yeah, it really is just, it helps kind of like take your mind down. It's relaxing to see a little fire flicker, flicker in that candle. Yes. And um, yeah, just your favorite scent. It's a great way to end of day. Also linen sprays are fantastic. I have one, a girlfriend gave me, um, a Joe Malone spray for my pillow, uh, two Christmases ago. And I still have it on my nightstand. It's beautiful. It's a glass bottle with a little black label on it. And, um, if I, if I remember, then I spray my pillow before getting in and I literally am like, I feel so spoiled, but it's the little things, you know? Yeah. Yes. And there's linen sprays are really common today. So even if you don't splurge on the Joe Malone one, um, grab a linen spray and spray your pillow at night. Yeah. Lavender. If you have a hard time sleeping or relaxing, just those things will be therapeutic to you and you'll look forward to going to bed because it's such a luxurious experience. 
Totally. Yep. I'll be like, mom's going to bed at six o'clock tonight, guys. See ya. <laughs> Dinner's on the stove. I'm <laughs> with the dolphins in the lavender field. Yes. It's going to be gorgeous. <laughs> it's going to be gorgeous. I love that. Um, okay. So we have a question from at Vic Phillips. Uh, Victoria asks, how, um, how would you style a dresser slash nightstand in a master bedroom? Ooh, we were talking about this before we started the podcast today and what we all decided is that you really take everything off, take the everything off to clean the surface. Mm-hmm. Jess, you were saying how like, I don't know, invigorating it is to just yeah. like give it a good clean. Yeah. Just clean the top <laughs> of it. Sucker. If it has a shelf, clean that just and nothing on it. Get that thing completely bare and clean it. And then you can start adding your lamp on first and then, um, yeah, and then whatever else you need, your candle, your linen spray, your phone charger, um, maybe a book that you're working on. And, you know, we we love like a faux floral. You know, that sounds like such a decorator just now, but um, we sell more of these things than anything, I swear. And they look very realistic. They're beautiful. They look like they're really in water. And I think on her side of the nightstand, it's nice because you want to be able to get these organic shapes in. Because like I said earlier, the bed is a square, the pillows are squares, the mattress are squares, your nightstand might be a square, your lamp is going to start to take the edge off because it's going to be a softer shape. For the most part, I would say use a round lamp, don't use a rectangle because we've got to start to soften things up. Yeah, we do. And then that um, some sort of floral or plant or something like that, it's it really gives it a beautiful, soft, ruffly edge and softens things up. Yep. I think a coaster on the nightstand, a beautiful yeah. coaster to be able to put your water bottle down or your glass or whatever feels, um, it feels kind of fancy, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to hear that clink when you set it down. And um, I feel like I'm also protecting my fine furniture. Mm-hmm. So I love that. What else would you use on a nightstand? Yeah, think think about it functionally first. Put the things that you absolutely need on there. Like mm-hmm. you said, the phone charger, you know, you always have a book because that's where you read or whatever it is that you have. Put those things on it first um, before you start to put like picture frames of your family mm-hmm. and all these things. Because when you go to reach for the things you actually need, those things just get knocked down. Totally. So really understand that portion of it, just function of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times if I'm going through the the motions of what we usually do on installs. It's really nice if you have a chest to have a tray, Yeah, you know, just to kind of corral things. And that's where you can like have set, you know, a little bowl and like take your earrings off at the end of the day or put your wedding ring down, whatever it is, and just have a little something there to corral just because otherwise you get lots of little things that are just going to start falling, you know, on the sides. Yeah. And, you know, it's happened to you before too, because it's happened to me before. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so just have things to like corral the things that you how you live and do it beautifully with a beautiful tray, the faux floral, your favorite book, a candle. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really great starting point. And I love the coaster mm-hmm. idea. And then I think on his side, we'll usually do boxes a lot of the times, like again, a bowl, like a bowl. Men always have change or their watch, watch. Yeah. Bracelets, whatever they have. But yeah, um, yeah I think a, a beautiful um, stone bowl is really nice. You want it to be masculine, um, not just like something from the kitchen. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So um, like how my husband's... Don't bring the colander. I know. We sell <laughs> these really beautiful petrified um, stone bowls that are black and they have like little fossils in them. We also have like horn bowls that mm-hmm. are masculine and their stuff looks really handsome in it. Yeah. 
and they and my husband is adapted to using that to drop his his extra you know spare change or whatever in and then he also has like a leather tray and there is a box in that where he puts remotes and who knows guys always have stuff yeah all the things all the things anyway and it just corrals it so it keeps it tidy and Mm -hmm. like yeah it's a good reminder totally so yeah i think again keep it edit first and then start to build your story back up with things that you need and things that make you happy when you look at them and i think you need plenty of white space Mm -hmm. meaning you don't need to fill the whole thing up because naturally you're going to be bringing things in um, because you're going to be like, oh, I'll work on that in bed. Or I'll, I'm reading this, so I'm going to pile up a book or a magazine. and Or this is for me. I'm going to go put that on my nightstand. I'll remember to do that before bed or whatever. So I think having less is, is definitely more on this. So keep it edited. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Okay. We're so excited for you to start on your bedroom journey. So takeaway from today, I think is to edit all your surfaces and start to rebuild and do something you absolutely love that's usable and gorgeous. And I think you should find a scent for your bedroom. I think so too. That is your homework. Yeah. And then after that, I think you should start looking for the perfect 30 inch tall lamps. Yeah. We're so excited for you. Yeah. Thanks for being with us today. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 